we got some uh, we got some stuff to talk about today. I think uh, Kyle wanted to start off with our boy OBJ. We're not talking mm-hmm. about him getting shit on, you know, literally anymore. Yeah. We've got new news for OBJ. This guy got banned from LSU. Two years. Two years. How do you get banned for giving out? For those that don't know, he after LSU won the national championship last year, he was celebrating with his uh, his team, and he was giving the players money after the game. He was straight flexing. Yeah, I mean it was a bit of a flex, but like, yo, these guys just won a national championship. They don't get paid by their school. Let this guy throw him some cash. Like, I mean. I guess that does probably break some uh, kind of rules, but whatever. Like, he, if he were to go out on that field and go to all the coaches and hand them money, all the trainers, or donated to the facilities, completely fine, right? But you're gonna you're gonna donate to the the kids in school that aren't getting paid anything that just made millions of dollars in the NCAA. That's bullshit. Right? You're, you're you're out of here. We can't handle that. Like if you start paying them, they might expect us to give them some fucking money, right? Like we're not even gonna give them lunch fare. But as I think that's the craziest thing is that NCAA is even a real thing. I have no idea how they were able to scam the entire world into <laughs> letting all these young young guys and girls go out into these these different sports, and they're like, oh, we're paying them by their by their scholarships. It's like, oh, so how many go there for five years? Like, the only ones that aren't good, and they aren't on scholarships, those are the only people that stay the entire time. Especially, like, for football, a little bit different. They play a couple of years. Basketball, they're there for about three months. <laughs> like, they're there for the the schedule, and then they're, they're dipping. <laughs> but you're saying that you pay them by giving them a scholarship? Like, fuck you. you like, that's... They're paying you. Your scholarship doesn't even pay for a quarter of what they're giving you. It's it's the stupidest rule. And then somebody comes along and says, Man, you guys just put on. You won. Here's some money. Like, go go celebrate tonight. And they're like, no, 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 no. You can't come back. You, you're giving them a false narrative that if they do good in sports, they're going to get paid for it. <laughs> See, I, Crazy. I think it's tough because... Yeah, the, the NCAA system, I definitely agree it's broken. You got these guys making so much money, especially in football. Because, like, I don't know, you know, I'm just kind of spitballing the numbers here a little bit. But I'm pretty sure it's something like 80% football, 20% basketball make pretty much, like, 99% of the funds that go to that university to pay for every other sport and every other scholarship amongst the other sports. For the swim teams, for the you know, track and field teams, like those sports, yep. they bring in almost zero dollars. No one goes and watches those sports. No one gives a shit. Um, I mean, women's sports get thrown under the bus completely with all that because no one supports them at all. Yeah. So who's making money from those games? Probably nothing. Those teams could keep all the money they make to themselves and they would be literally still needing hundreds of thousands of dollars to run their programs yeah. at the level they run. The, the, because... the swim team's still doing bake sales. <laughs> Like the, 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 call, yeah, NCAA Div One football games make just as much, if not more, than pro teams. So those schools, like that, is that is so yeah. much money. And those those coaches are getting paid. I'm I just spitballing, but in the millions. 
Some of them, yes. You're getting paid you got millions of dollars. Harbaugh in Michigan, I think he was signed a mat, like one of the biggest coaching deals ever to coach at Michigan. Like, and you're, coaching, you're coaching a bunch of what they're going to call kids because right. they shouldn't be getting paid because they're just kids learning right now. <laughs> right. And you're, you're just, you're going to make a couple million being on the sideline watching them play. It's like their last chance to take advantage of these kids before they go and become pro athletes, yeah. I guess. It's, it's, Ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. and the and the idea that these players aren't there's nobody that's gonna give them some money. The the best of the best aren't isn't are gonna be sitting there eating sidekick noodles all day. Like no, the best of the best is still getting paid. It's just that you you do it under the table so that the NCAA doesn't have to find out. It's they just don't want to have to actually pay them themselves. It doesn't come out of the any of the money that they receive. What I think is interesting is how. In basketball, though, like you said, these guys in basketball, they show up, they play their schedule, and then, you know, the top player in the country, if he was a freshman like Zion, he can just dip, yeah, go to the out. NBA, and... He's out immediately. But that that's the thing that the NBA is doing that I think is awesome, is they're creating an avenue for to, to cut NCAA out completely. Because they, they did the one and done because it going straight from high school to the NBA, there's a lot of people that you can't... Giving a an eighteen year old that kind of money is tough because they don't have any like teachings behind before it, but what they're doing now is they they because they have the G League which is just the de- development league. Almost every NBA team has their own development team right now, running the same systems that they have just with different coaches, and what they they've done is raise the salary. the The salary is much higher, so you can get a you get actually a decent contract and you get paid to play basketball. And you're playing in an actual... They aren't pretending that you're also going to physics class. They're like, no, you're just here for basketball. You do, this is your job. You do good at it. You have a chance to make it to the next level. That's cutting NCAA out, and that takes the money away from them. Because they're not going to... Like, eventually, they're not going to have that top-level talent. Because like, even California, they had passed a bill saying that, they're, uh, that players are allowed to make money off their eligibility. So they're talking about not having uh, th- those schools are talking about not having the sports anymore. It's like, what are you talking about? You don't get to make that decision. You don't have the money to say you're not playing anymore. You're gonna your school's gonna shut down. You can't afford to not have NCAA basketball, NCAA football playing there. So you're gonna do whatever the fuck they say. If you don't want to play, they can go anywhere else. Right. And it really they should be using it to their advantage because now. If I'm a prospect, I'm like, okay, so if I go here, when my jersey starts selling, I get paid? Okay, then I'm going to go there. Now right. now you're creating a powerhouse. That team's going to make even more money because they're going to always be the one on TV. They're always going to be national TV. Because that's where all the big recruits are wanting yeah. to go. They're like, oh, I'm only going to get jersey sales if I go to a school in this state? Sign that, me up. That's a huge marketing tool. And like for California, it's even, like it's they've got a crazy high tax rate. So those players are going to be making the money, but they're also going to have to be paying all the taxes into it too. Yep. So it works double in. Just helps everybody. Is. Yeah, basically it helps everybody. <laughs> what I think is also peculiar about basketball is how does a guy like Zion, like obviously Zion is a beast, and I know he's not the norm. He's just, uh, he's you know an anomaly. But how does a guy dominate high school? Go to college, play only one season, dominate there, and then come to the NBA and fit right in to the point where he, you know, he's going to be an all star. Yeah. How does that even happen? Because, in contrast, football, you'll dominate in high school, you go to college your first year, very rare exceptions dominate as freshmen. 
and even dominate is a strong word, maybe play well most of the time if they do. But most freshmen don't even get to play, let alone start. And then you say, okay, and then go play in the pros, they would get squashed like a bug. Yeah. How does that even happen? So so in really, really layman terms, it, football is like a chess match and basketball is like bowling. You, you, uh, you, when you're playing football, every year that you get the next level, you learn different movements, you're seeing different techniques, you're reading different defenses, they, like a, a different type of zone that you're not used to seeing before, a, a guy can shift over here, shift there, blah, 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 and you only get that like 5, 10 seconds to look at it, and then you have to act off of it. So like as a quarterback, mm-hmm. you have to read 10, 15 different things at any time, and depending on what down it is, you have all your different options that you're going to be either run, pass, the uh, play action, anything. Same as the defensive side has the exact same thing going through the head. Whereas basketball, you know it's five on five. You know the you have to get to the other side. They're going to be there. You have to get to the basket. You there's like five ways to score, but you have different ways to get to that point. But you know that the end goal, pretty much every play is to get into get to the basket, get a shot at the rim. The end goal in every play in football isn't technically to get a touchdown. Some of them is to get a 5-yard five 5-yard five out. Some of them is to get uh, to look for that deep pass. Some of them is just to run it straight at the middle, get the the 2 yards, get that first down. So every play you have a different kind of goal for it. Whereas and like for you, for instance, you always talk about when when you were playing, you started teaching the kind of younger kids the technique because every year that you were in it, you saw somebody bigger, you saw somebody do something new, so you learned, you had to kind of perfect how to get underneath that person. Basketball, there isn't really that same thing. Like, there's the, like Zion is going to be borderline all-star already, but he's an athletic freak, and he's not the best. There's, there's guys that are better than him, and he's going to be able to fine-tune the next couple of years. But football-wise, you don't have a couple of years to fine-tune. You, you have one game this week. What did you do? You didn't do good enough? Okay, we're going to have to put somebody else in. Basketball, you have 82 games in a season. You have a lot of, a lot of leeway. There's a couple games in there where if you fuck up, you learn from it, go to the next one. And you're also getting uh, 100, 100-ish plays in a game. Whereas football, yet again, you have if you go three and out, you had three three chances at it, and now they the, the other team offense has it. Say they take a 12-minute drive where they're taking the lock. Now you haven't done shit all game. Yeah. I so would it's, say, it's way less repetition, so you can't become an all-star as easy. I'd say like a safe number to assume most players on offense or defense would play in a game. It's probably like maybe like 60 snaps. Maybe. Yeah. And and of those 60, you might be targeted four times. If you're, if you're, yeah, if you're one of the, the top receivers, you might get 10 plays right? out of those 60 that's snaps. That's just how many snaps are your offense or your defense is running. That doesn't even consider... If the ball's going to you on offense, or if on defense the ball's even going in your direction for you to really do anything, you yeah, just... yeah, basically, like especially like for linemen, the the only really way to know that you're a good O lineman is if in eight years of being in the league you've given up a lot, not that many sacks. It's just basically that's it. Like you're not gonna really hear about the greatest O lineman in his rookie year. Because it's kind of a a short sample size. Right. You only you only played sixteen games. Like, I feel like maybe only, you just didn't get it. The only O lineman that ever really get any uh, 
any notoriety at all are just the ones that happen to blow somebody up. Yeah. Like, he Get, got, gets the one big blocker, runs a guy down the field, and that's it. <laughs> that's the only time anybody hears about them. Yeah, right? And that's, like, a once-in-a-while thing. Like, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely tough. I guess because of the nature of the games, not to say basketball simple, but, like, when you have five positions, there's only five sets of responsibilities each yeah. person has, or, like, the team would have in that sense, whereas football essentially would have... You know, 11, depending if you're Canadian, call it 12, you know, on each side, each individual person has their own responsibilities, plus a kicker and a punter. So now you're looking at 26 to 24 different people on the field or something like that. And at any time, if one of them messes up their assignment, now everything that you did is unwinded and somebody has to make up for it and make a split second decision. So it... Even if you weren't the one that fucked yeah. up, you could look like it because you tried to help. Yeah, and it definitely is a good point, too, like, as far as, like, you know, you got 82 games to play, so if this game doesn't go well, you'll have leeway in the, yeah. in the word of games, whereas, like, you know, we're on week three and you're not pulling your weight, that was probably your last chance, yeah. career over. Yeah, and 82 games, and you also have, if you're, if you're supposed to be the lead guy on your team, you're looking at 15 to 20 shots, plus. So you have 15 to 20 opportunities in that game. If you shoot... 8 for 20, it wasn't that bad of a game. If you have if you have eight, uh, 8 targets as a receiver, and you go 3 for 8, it's a, not that great of a game. It, it's, a, it's a whole different thing where it, like with football, you just have to be precise on every single thing. Basketball, you can kind of be dynamic, so a younger player can make a couple mistakes and then make up for it later in the game. Yeah, and like you were saying too, like kind of like the nuances of growing up and going up to higher levels so many things to learn and if you know if you don't learn all those like techniques and how to play your role specifically everybody else gets exposed whereas like zion's a physical freak so you throw him into the college mix and he doesn't really have to learn a whole lot he just has to still be bigger and stronger faster and jump over everyone's head because the game can be that simple at times yeah and and like realistically if you're 13 14 you can play against 18, 19, 20-year-olds. You're not, like, not going to be the same body. You're not going to really put up huge numbers. But you can play with them in basketball. If you were a 13-year-old and you played a, a pickup game of football with a bunch of 18-year-olds, you're not there. You, you, don't, you don't survive that. You, it's not built for that. <laughs> you get put in the hospital or you just get completely yeah. immobilized and you're just pissed. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, only, you only are able to play against the level of competition that you already are. So you're never able to play those elites and learn how to be elite for five plus years. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a big difference too. Yeah, that is a big difference. I never really thought about some of those things. So that definitely makes more sense. It's kind of, you can use college as almost kind of like a transition. Yeah. Quick transition, not that big of a deal. Whereas like in football, it's like college is like that first stage of your career. That's a yeah. first taste to see if you really have what it takes because if you don't, you know, show up on paper even, you know, by your senior year in college, then that's pretty much it. It's over. Yeah. There's no other opportunity. There's yeah. no, I think, no G League to develop in. That's it. This was your development. If you didn't yeah. work out later. Yeah, I think, I guess college, university can kind of make sense for football players because of the fact that it's, they've got a way higher injury rate, for one, mm-hmm. and uh, and the fact that there are more people actually going to school while they're playing football because it's not as as like... They don't really know if they're going to be that guy until the end of the year, basically. They don't know if they're going to be healthy. Yeah, they they don't know if they're going to survive. Yeah, (laughs) that's definitely... Yeah. 
It's hard to... Uh, Whereas for basketball, Derrick Rose, I, I, it, I don't remember the exact thing, but it was he never did any of his SATs. He got like, somebody else to do them. He never took. I don't even think he did a course in college. He has some. They, it was just. It was covered, or somebody else did it for him. But that's most. Most of the players are like, yeah, I went to Duke. Did I have Duke fucking credits? No, I shouldn't. <laughs> but I went to Duke. I went to this school. I went to that school. It's not because I academically should have made it. It's because this other guy was really smart and he took my page. That's it. That's funny. Meanwhile, in like football, there's. You know, a couple of unicorns in the league that are like doctors or yeah. like once, you know, one semester off being a doctor. Yeah. They have a degree from like Stanford or Yale or something like that. And they're actually very smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there are the few standouts in NBA as well. But for the like for the most part, if you know you're going to be that top draft pick, it's like, well, why don't I just wait until I'm 30 with a hundred million dollars in the bank? And then I'll go to school yeah. and I'll actually care about it. Or I could go to school work my ass off, stay up late doing schoolwork, and then have to go to practice early morning. Dog and, it. yeah, you're going to go half-ass one way or the other. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a tough call, like, deciding which, which avenue you want to take first. I know, mm-hmm. for me personally, deciding between, like, school and football, it was kind of like, you know, wasn't too crazy about school. Yeah. Definitely chose football over school in that regard, but it's to the same kind of logic, though, like, if I'm really passionate about this, I have my whole life to study. Whereas, like, I knew football is a short road. I only got, at that point in my first year, I only got five years left. Yeah. I knew it before it even started that this was the last five years. I got to make the most of it. So, and a lot of people, they don't even get those five years. I had several friends that never made it the full five because of injuries. You get one or two bad concussions and that's it. You're not allowed to play anymore. Your doctor, even though you might feel good now, your doctor's like, it's not safe for you to play anymore. You're yeah. done. And you can walk, you can talk, you can run, feel fine. But if you get hit in the head again, you could yeah. be brain dead. Who knows? It's definitely a slippery slope. Yeah, it's no no fun. Um, so we had another topic to uh, discuss here. Now, this one, it's there's many examples I could give to this talking point, but I just give the two most recent ones that brought this to my attention. And so the first scenario uh, involves some uh, YouTubers, influencers, and basically on TikTok there was some there's some drama going down in like the Middle East somewhere, and there's like riots or something. I'm not educated on it, so I'm not gonna pretend like I know what's going on. Um, but I guess there was some like thing where people were doing these chain videos on TikTok where they would. Once they have you, you know, on the video, they would just start, like, blasting, like, information to raise awareness about, you know, this political issue that they care about. Yeah. Cool. So, I guess one of the guys mm. tags uh, James Charles, who's this really famous YouTuber, influencer, <clears throat> um, and I guess they wanted him to, you know, f- continue the chain and spread that message and awareness to all of his subscribers and followers yeah. and stuff. Um, but he didn't. He didn't see, inevitably, I think he says he didn't even see the notification at all. He didn't even know he was tagged yeah. in it. So he didn't even know that this had happened. So that's the first thing. He didn't even yeah. know. Now, because he didn't do anything, he didn't follow the chain, everybody starts shitting on yeah, him. He's why a don't racist. You, yeah, well, they're just like, yeah, like, why didn't you do this? You don't care, blah, blah, blah. Muslim lives matter. All these things going on. 
And he's like, hold the phone, guys. <laughs> like, I didn't even see the message. Yeah. Like, you guys need to calm down. You, you do know how many messages I get every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so everyone's, like, basically trying to bully him into doing this. Yeah. And he's like, and I don't know why you guys are freaking out because, and I'm paraphrasing him, but he's basically, like, making some chain video on TikTok. That doesn't do shit for Muslim lives. Donating to the cause or, you know, that's that's something. Yeah. Doing some shitty publication post on Instagram, pretty dumb, pretty irrelevant, not very helpful. No. Then, so here's another scenario. Um, oh, and I guess to conclude that one, he never did the chain because he's like, this is pointless. Here, I'll donate to your cause but because yeah. I, I agree with it. But like, I'm not going to, you know, do this TikTok chain because that's all, that, you know, I'm not yeah, going to give these people what they want. I'm not right? going to bow down to you just because you feel like you you get to tell me what to do. Yeah. Like, just because you send me a post and it says something about Muslims, I should be like, oh, well, I definitely care about Muslims. I'm going to do whatever you say now. Like, yeah. No, like, it's, it's just a post. Um, so the next scenario, Chris Pratt, he's a star lord in the Marvel movies, big actor. Um... Everyone's shitting on him and saying he's, you know, the worst Chris out of all the Chris's and some like thing. And we're just shitting on Chris Pratt because I guess he didn't put any money into some fundraiser supporting Joe Biden. And I guess a lot of Marvel cast members did. Yeah. Especially a lot of the colored ones. Um, and so I guess You're he like, just I'm has I'm glad been... you said that. If I, <laughs> if I said those words, I get canceled or something. <laughs> I get killed. But like, I guess... I guess is regarding, you know, this year's election in America is very polarizing topic. I guess a lot of people um, are really putting a big emphasis on this is a really important election. And I totally get that. But I guess he in particular has stayed relatively silent on it. And so now they're saying he's a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Clearly that means he, you know, supports some, he went to some church apparently that doesn't support LGBT. So he's just like, you know, all these things, right? Yeah. And that's spawned a lot of his castmates and colleagues basically being like, Chris Pratt's like one of the best guys we know. Like, yeah. you guys just need to calm down just because he's not political on Instagram and Facebook. Like, yeah. chill. He's he's conservative. He's actively, he's he said he is. Like, he, he's he? a hunter. He, he's, See, that's the thing. I think that's a speculation. A Most people are assuming he is because well, he's like, a Christian, he's, he's, he's a not, hunter. He's, he's not a Donald Trump fan, but yeah. he, he's got more conservative values than, than liberal. But he's, he's not going to vote for Joe Biden because Joe Biden's... <laughs> I, I think, think he might be dead. I don't know if he's still alive. I think even. the thing was is that from what I had heard is that he basically doesn't believe in either candidate or either party because he feels like neither of them represent what he anybody. Wants to. He they represent the people that die from COVID. Like they, they're both they don't represent anything. Like neither of them should even be close to be the people that get like voted to run the United States. That's their country. I'm just gonna leave it. It's I'm the stupidest thing I've ever seen. That election, or sorry, that debate was. Side note, that was really, really oh my funny. God, it's it's literally watching. Oh, I can't. I can't even. I can't imagine how the states can keep saying that they have a democracy when they have two old fucks running for presidency. Like these guys <laughs> were born before the wheel. Like, like if you know what black and white TV was, you don't, you can't, you can't talk in this conversation. You, you aren't, you aren't like you have life experience, but you don't have this life experience. You have some, you have an old person's life experience. 
Back in the day, you needed to you needed to have older people in office because they've seen what's happened. They could they've talked to different people. They've had a full life experience to learn what they're doing. Nowadays, you can have that same life experience by forty because you have the fucking internet. You can look up all these things that have happened. You can actually find out the real facts. So then, when you you have somebody like Joe Biden, he's like ninety five. Donald Trump's at least eighty. Like they're, I think they're in the seventies or some shit. <laughs> but like, they're they're older than the internet. I think like to that's, me that's you can't also be like older than the internet. I think that's the one thing for me that I thought was weird about it because you know, like you said, I don't really care for either of them either. So I'm not gonna sit here and like you know spout my opinion on them because I don't really care. But um, yeah, you know, I don't disagree. Um, but I think it's funny. I was like looking at their ages too, and I also noticed I'm like these guys are both like in their like 70s, late 70s. I'm like, how old is Barack Obama? I think he was like barely 50 or something like that like 20 years younger i'm like man like are is anyone worried these guys will die in office like well well, that's the thing is that like if you're at retirement age how come you're taking on the biggest job in the united states like how can you be dependable if you should be sitting at home like Like, this doesn't make sense like when do we know if dementia is setting in and they're making proper decisions or if they've lost their mind and no one's noticed it it it's I don't know. The weirdest thing Anyways, in the entire world. America, rest in peace. Sorry you have to deal with this. I mean, our yeah. situation isn't amazing here, but it's better than that. Anyways. And th- that's how weird <laughs> our situation is. No one even, like, I'm pretty sure Justin Trudeau, like, is being, he's been brought up on, like, three different huge allegations where, like, he put money into some fa- donate foundation that somebody in his family was running or was a part of. And then they just kind of backed out of the last second, took the money, and then dipped. And like he's got all this going on. We don't even know that because all we hear, no idea all we hear is that about. Donald Trump has shitty hair. That's all anybody talks. <laughs> That's about. That's all they talk about in America is how dumb Donald Trump looks. <laughs> no one has any. Crazy. Yeah, I have no idea about any of that stuff. But anyways, so side tangent about that <laughs> is over. I guess the um, the question is is. You know, how do you feel about bullying people into activism? Does it take away from the genuine support? Is it, you know, as long as they're putting their money into something, we don't care if they actually believe in it or not. We just want their money. You know, is it, you know, your silence is you taking a stance, especially in this modern, you know, modern age with all this like Black Lives Matter stuff. You know, if if people aren't saying anything, if they're not openly supporting Black Lives Matter and wanting change. Do we assume that they're okay with the status quo and that what they're doing is just fine? Or, you know, like, where do we draw the line of people have to be political versus people can choose to not put their politics on Facebook or anything like that? Honestly, it's... The thing that's the most annoying is people that talk, that say Black Lives Matter, uh, no justice, no peace. Most of the time when you go to, like, because I went to the one BLM march that they had in Chilliwack... And half the time people are talking, they're just saying stuff to sound good. Like, there's a guy that went up and he's like, I vow my life to work to get black people the, uh, the uh, equality that they deserve and this and that. It's like, so you're going to do that for the next 70 years. That's it? That you, you're actually telling me that you're going to do that? That's your life work? I don't think so. Was Say he a something realistic. No, it was some seventeen-year-old. Some seventeen-year-old. This is what this is what they like. People go out. The people that are commenting on those posts saying that 
oh, you got to do this, you got to do this, you, because that's the, the right thing. These are 17 and 18 year old kids that are just saying it because they think it sounds right. They, they want to feel like, yeah, no, I'm going to go help everybody. But they aren't saying realistic things. Saying, hey, can you donate to this fund because it's, uh, it's a nice thing. That's different than saying, hey, why don't you do a black square on Instagram? That's going to help everybody. It's, a, it's, it's fake and phony. When you want to do something with it, you should just be going and doing it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Don't tell somebody else to go do it. Like, if, if I want to support Black Lives Matter, I'm not going to tell you to go to a rally. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm sitting at home. I call you like, where, where are you? I don't see you on TV at the rally. Like, no, I have to show up. I have to do it myself. I create, if I need a platform to do it, I need to create my own platform. If somebody else is already doing it, I can link up with them and work with that. But if I'm going to go tell somebody else to do all the fucking heavy lifting for me, I need to shut the fuck up. That's it. If you don't want to do it yourself, shut the fuck up. Stop telling other people to do it. Right. See, I, I think the thing is, is, and you know, not like this is some nuanced idea. I think it's what everybody online is spouting right now. Is that really the only way to really show your stance is to vote for the person that represents how you want the world to be. Because, like, just like what you're talking about, all these little things, these posts, they don't mean shit. Going to these rallies and, you know, telling everybody you care doesn't mean shit. Because, like, what... How do you actually create any change in any of these scenarios? Like, not even just Black Lives Matter. Like, just any of these different political issues where people are like putting all their stuff on Facebook trying to get like signatures on change.org or whatever that website is like all of these issues how do you get anything without government regulations at the end of the day isn't that what you need you need government regulations to put rules in place to stop bullshit from happening like people being discriminated against how do you get government regulations you need to vote the people in power that are going to do that because this kid that's 17 yeah he might be an activist for the rest of his life I don't know but if he doesn't become a politician and, you know, help put in bills into yeah. offices up, he didn't do shit, really. Yeah, 100%. So, like, and, like, yeah, donating all this money to an organization, is that organization backing a certain candidate that's going to do anything? Or is that organization just putting signs on the wall? Because signs on the wall also don't do shit. No. So, like, I don't know. I just think unless people are getting punished for acting out and doing things they shouldn't be doing because... You know, it's against the rules. Unless that's happening, people aren't actually changing shit. Yeah. And that's that's the big thing with the politicians is that uh, I've, like, I predominantly, I never used to vote. Like, I'm voting this year, but it's only because of an argument my buddy made with me. Because everybody's told if you, like, because there's the liberal conservatives or whatever, like, yeah. and then if you vote for NDP, that's a vote for these people. If you vote for <laughs> Green, that's a vote for conservatives because then you're taking votes away from here. But, yeah, it's definitely a tough situation. But that, but that's what, that's just what they say, so that you vote for those two. If everybody votes for who, like, cause say, like, say, I'm, I'm gonna spitball. Sixty percent of people vote. Let's, let's say that. So now say, uh, the end of, end of the polls, liberals win sixty two percent, or uh, have like yeah, say sixty two percent, and conservatives have, uh, thirty eight. Now, that's only sixty percent of the population. The other 40% didn't want to vote for either, but didn't want to vote for Green or for NDP because they didn't want to give a vote to the other people. If those, if that 40% all voted for Green Party or the NDP, 
now those numbers are way lower. Now you're noticing that it's of like around 40 to 30 percent wanted conservative and maybe 15 wanted liberal and then 2020 or whatever the numbers would add right. up to. One, if everybody actually votes for who they want to, that doesn't look like a side party anymore. Right. But the like in media and politicians themselves, they don't want you to realize that because then everybody's going to vote for those people and they're going to have to do more. Because yeah. right now it's just a two, two-headed race. They get to do whatever they want. But if you start voting for those other people, now they get more seats. Once they get more seats, they can actually start putting in the bills that you think would represent yourself. Because most people probably like some of the things that Donald Trump does and some of the things that Joe Biden does. Same as people, there's a lot of people in Canada that liked a lot of what Justin Trudeau did, but also, back when he was running, Andrew Scheer. They both have different values, but they have different different parts of their platforms made sense to different people, and you can kind of mix and match yeah. for the most part. So why do we have to vote for one or the other? How come these other parties we're just not supposed to vote for. Yeah. Those are the parties that have to blend. They have to appease to you. The the liberals and conservatives don't have to give a shit about you because they know they're going to get votes from whoever no matter what. These other two parties have to actually work for your vote. You give it to them, you give them a chance to work at it, and they don't do anything, now you're not going to vote for them again, and they're going to go back to the bottom sellers. They're not going to do that. And that's that's the part that people need to need to realize is your vote actually does count. Not voting for one of the top two is the only votes that count. Voting for anybody, you just, I don't know if you can because I've ne- never voted. But if you could scribble a name in, <laughs> you scribble your name in and make that vote. That still counts because it, at least maybe that person sees it and was thinking about being a politician, and now they're like, okay, I got seven random votes from somebody. Maybe I'll think about running for mayor. Maybe I'll run like. Whatever it happens to be. Every vote actually does count if you vote for who you want. Yeah, I think that's definitely... I hear what you're saying completely. I feel like I kind of, you know, fall into that realm of... Did I really like choice A or choice B? Not really. I think there was a choice C in there that I liked a lot more that I probably would have given my vote to. But because I'm so scared of choice B winning, because I really don't like choice B... Like many other people, you vote you vote choice A yeah. because it's not really I'm. It's not that I want choice A. It's that it's better than choice B, and it's the it's more of a vote to keep someone else out yeah. versus to get the person you want in, which inherently, and I'll admit, is a problematic thought process, and it causes the exact problem you're talking about right now. So, and that, that's where I don't like when everybody says that we're a, a full democracy and we have all this, then how come I'm only voting for two fucking people? How come there's two people out of the whatever million Canadians there are, there's only two people that I'm allowed to vote for and you call that a democracy? How come I can't vote for my my local mayor who isn't running for it? I vote for this guy, you vote for that guy. How come it comes down to two people? And if those two people get all the way to the top, and nobody wants one of them. There's there's a forty percent of people don't want Donald Trump or Justin Trudeau, either one, to be to run it. So they're gonna vote for the other side just because they don't like that guy. How did that happen? It's because it's not a real democracy. If yeah. he had enough money to go in, and that's what it is. It's got nothing to do with democratically getting him to that point, 
Nobody wanted him there. It just happened to be he got there, and then now that he had the money to show up, and now he was able to have his conversations with people, people started voting for him because he wasn't the same as everybody else. Can you imagine a world where that person that gets elected to office doesn't really matter because any of those big, big bills or, like, bans or any of that stuff was, like, put to, like its own voting process every time there was something big going on and the whole country voted. So, like, we're not going to the office to, you know, vote for a person every time. We're going to vote on a decision if a certain bill should be passed every time. Well, well, that, that'd be the thing is that you, it wouldn't be, it shouldn't be up to the entire country to make every single choice. But, and for me, this is bigger because I don't, I don't like government, put the tinfoil hat on my head, whatever. <laughs> I don't like the idea of big government. I think... What if you have just like say Justin Trudeau, he he's big into like Pride Week and making sure he's good with like all the different uh, all the different races, genders, everything, and he's big against hunting. So there's you take take those two things that works perfectly in Vancouver. That probably works perfectly in Toronto. It aligns with like their ideal lives. But then you take places like Alberta or uh, other places where they hunt more. Now, when he makes a rule that you can't hunt bears at certain times of the year, that's what, in those places, bears are coming to their houses and attacking shit and wrecking shit. Now they aren't allowed to hunt them. That bear could easily kill them because it's a real life thing to them. Whereas Vancouver and Toronto, yeah, don't don't hunt the bears because we don't like, want to we don't want to kill uh, Mowgli's friends. Yeah, they're like, like oh no, they don't kill the know. bear. So having him in charge of everybody makes no fucking sense because you can't appease that many people. Yeah. But if you have, you have even somebody that's running just BC, that's a shitload of people. That's a whole wide variety. Same thing. There's di- people up north of BC that are hunting and fishing every day for their main food. Then there's us that we're ordering it off skip the dishes. We ain't, <laughs> we ain't hunting for shit. So the the smaller the government, the more you can actually have somebody that makes a difference. But the problem is that we have we have the mayor. And then we have, like, say, the, the, premier. the premier, and then we have the prime minister. So the mayor has to get permission from the premier to do anything. So he has to put in a shitload of work to get whatever petitions, bills passed, send it up to that guy. Now he has to get it approved by Justin Trudeau, the prime minister. So all the little things that we need has to be approved by the entire country. And half, like, more, more like, generally... Every 10% of the country probably has completely different ideals than the other, like every 10% is different. So how are you going to pass a, a law that only helps this 10% and hurts 90%? That's what every law is right now. So that's that's where I don't like government at all because it doesn't make any sense. One guy should not be in charge of me and you. That, that doesn't make it, like end the guy across the country. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, I can understand that. It definitely, uh, it kind of goes into, like, you think of, like, all these old empires and world human history and stuff like that, where their their reach was a little bit too big, mm-hmm. too many people under one roof, you can only appease so many people, you're going to have rebellions here and there, but obviously we're not really in that rebellion stage anymore, but I definitely can, I can see what you're saying, you know, but you're not going to appeal to that rebellion stage in the States. How, yeah, I how, mean, the how states many is days, a rebellion how many stage. straight have people been po- protesting in yeah. Portland? Like destroying dip, their cities. They're and destroying stuff. the cities. They're not. The businesses are getting shut down because police aren't uh, aren't allowed to help out anymore because they're getting defunded. 
it's straight up rebellions and it and they're just staying with the same system. They're doing the exact same thing over again, but they're like, Oh, put this guy in. He was just here for the last eight years before this and he didn't do shit. But let's put him back in. It doesn't uh, it's <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous. I know I know what you're saying, I I get you. Um, Sorry, I know I know we said we're not gonna talk politics anymore, but every time it comes <laughs> up blows my head off. <laughs> um so basically what we were talking about though was, you know, is it okay to bully people into activism? Do you think that's effective? No, bullying's really good for a lot of things. But for <laughs> activism, no, you don't bully somebody to be a nice person. It reminds me of when like everyone was shitting on um, Jeff Bezos cuz he donated like 3 million dollars to like some wildfires or something. Yeah. And everyone's like, three million to him is like a grain of sand. He should have donated way more. It's like, you didn't but donate he still shit. gave you three million. Like, you should just be grateful. <laughs> yeah, you didn't donate shit. Like, you're just, you're saying that he didn't do enough. Right. Whatever, if he does anything. Like, and are you, you are so confident that you know his finances so much that this is the only thing he's donated? Right. You think he's not out there donating like crazy because it's a tax gave, write-off? What if he gave three million dollars to like... You know, hundred different groups. He's still making it. It's still chump change to him. Yeah. He still doesn't give a shit. But guess what? Now three different, you know, hundred yeah. different groups got three million dollars, and you got some too. Why are you bitching? Yeah. Just because you didn't get a hundred million, a billion dollar donation. Like relax. No. Like bullying is good for getting getting fat people to stop being fat. Sometimes it works. <laughs> if you if you I don't bully, know if that's effective. It, it, <laughs> it's pretty effective. You you see a lot more fat people now that there's no bullying. And like not even not even just bullying, just straight up, but like talking and talking shit to each other. If you if you take bullying completely out of it, nobody knows when they're like when they're acting a little weird. Like if if I'm if I have a lisp and I don't even notice it, or I, I say words wrong, and you you say hey stop stop saying it like that. That sounds stupid. And I go and tell on you. Now I can say something stupid for the rest of my life, and I I get to act like an asshole. Okay, so. I like bullying. I know bullying so, <laughs> somebody for being fat isn't actually. So I, Kyle, it came out much worse than I meant for it. I have the whole conversation in my yeah, head, yeah. and it's not there. Okay, Kyle, I definitely did that so, wrong. So, <laughs> if you think bullying is going to stop people from problems, then what happens when you bully somebody and they have depression, and then those problems perpetuate or get even worse? Then what? They have to deal with their depression. Yeah, but how do they get out of depression if they're getting constantly harassed by people like you? If, if you're depressed, don't you always feel like you're being harassed, even when you're not? And when you're having a happy day, don't you feel like you're having a bad day because there's something going on with you? I mean, yes, but at the same time, then why does your tactic work if that person's already depressed? Now you're pushing them even further to the edge. Because they wouldn't talk to me. If, if I'm bullying Do somebody they have that's to depressed, talk to you? No. So then what does that point make? That it didn't help them. I'm not talking... <laughs> so what is... I don't understand what you're saying. If you, can't, if you bully someone and you only make the problem worse... How does that help? How it does didn't. bullying help? I, I didn't say it works on every single person. You kind of did. You kind of said you, you just got to bully I literally people. Said that you, you said there's less bullying in school and now there's more fat people. That's what you said. I did say that. But <laughs> that I didn't say anything about depressed people. Well, that's what's going to happen if you harass people. Not everyone's going to be able to handle it. So, so there's no depressed people now? That there's no bullying in school? No, but I would say if you have people that are getting bullied they're probably depressed yes and if those people are depressed and, and do they have to hold a flag and tell all of the people at school they're depressed or do they try and get through every day as best they can and then you're still calling them fat because you don't like how they look 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna back this up real quick. <laughs> you don't want to talk your way out, no, huh? I'm hundred percent talking my way out. What I'm what I'm meaning by bullying, I'm not meaning like if I don't know you and I see some fat guy walking by, I'm not like that's not the context of bullying I'm talking about. I'm talking about like when me, you, Ryan, Max, and everything we hang out. Technically, all we do is bully each other. We we talk shit like when Max sends a sends a shirtless selfie to us. We immediately start roasting him, telling him this is not the thing that you do with your boys. You don't keep sending <laughs> your fucking pecs to the boys. This isn't what you do. That's okay. bullying. Okay. That's that's the bullying, the context behind it. So I definitely didn't word it right when I first said <laughs> just bully fat people and they'll be better. That's okay. not exactly correct. Okay, so... 100% I'm wrong on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so talk about like our friend group. Yeah. Do we give a lot of our boys shit? A hundred percent. Now, does that stop them from doing things? I mean, depending on the people you hang out with, I think in our particular case, yeah, we probably, you know, you know, give Max shit for sending his progress pics to our group chat. Max, we don't care that you've been in the gym for the last three years. I don't want to see your progress pics. That's, I just don't care. But he's going to send them anyway until we tell him to shut up. Now, anyways, um... Now, on the other side, though, now there's a discussion of when we give each other so much shit, how do we know that we're not actually hurting the feelings of our friends without actually, uh, you know, without them saying anything? Because, like, yeah, we might have been like, Max, Max, you're looking fat. And Max is going to laugh now because he's the most in shape in our friend group. Yeah. But <laughs> Max, you're looking fat. Max is, like, you know, pretty upset by this and he's he's hurt. But what does he say? I don't like it when you guys call me fat. And then everyone else is like, oh, man, Max, you're such a buzzkill. We were just having fun. It was just a joke. And then we gaslight him into thinking that what we said was okay, even though technically, yeah, you're right. We're bullying him. So now we got more higher level questions of are we shitty friends? I just don't think the whole point of telling everyone that, hey, I don't like something about you is really an effective way to get them to stop and probably is actually a very negative thing that we as a group of friends need to get better at. But that's the thing is that if if I tell you that you have to do whatever and you don't agree, eventually it's it's on it's on you to decide if you're going to do that or you're going to listen to what I say, you're going to say nothing to me, you're going to not do it, it's up to you to leave. If, if, if I'm a bad friend that's always shitting on you or I'm a bully or something, then it's your responsibility to do what's best for you. If you keep coming back to me talking shit to you and you don't like it and you laugh at it every time, how is it up to me to know what you're thinking? You, if you don't have the confidence to say it, you have to, have the, you have to eventually figure out different means of learning how to. You can go, go to a therapist, go to a counselor, talk to any... Any of your, your parents, your other friends, not even say it to the person. Figure out how to say it first and then either get the courage to say it or walk away. Eventually there has to be a little bit of personal responsibility. If I'm ribbing you every single day for the same thing over and over and I don't notice that it's clearly upsetting you, then it's that's on me. I'm an asshole. And it's up to you to either leave me or... Well, in, inevitably everybody will leave my presence because I'm clearly the problem but if all these people are still hanging out with me and I'm not a terrible person I'm not going to continuously harass somebody for the same thing over and over so that that's where the difference is is I'm not talking about non-stop like bully somebody like text them when they get home hey fatty what's going on 
I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm so, talking about so ignorant. I'm talking about go going and like like what Max was doing a little bit. I I feel when he sends his progress pics is saying <laughs> Max is sitting here like yeah. if he's listening, he's like, why the fuck do you keep bringing me into this? Hundred <laughs> percent. But like when he's sending those pictures. It's probably a, it's a it's a flex, and he's he's saying that I'm in shape. Why aren't you guys? That's him. That's him technically bullying us, because I I look at it and I'm like, fuck, I should I should probably go to the, like I should work out a little bit more. I don't, but like I look at it as if I should, and it's that would be technically him flexing on us, showing that he's better than us. It's not. It's probably not what he is saying, but he's not supposed to know how we perceive what he's doing. He's supposed to say say and do what he wants, and we have to make the decision to take it however we decide to take it. So, bullying nonstop, not going to work. Not going to help anybody. So it's going to hurt everybody. Okay, so you're, so you're backtracking on your original statement of we need to bully people. No, we we do sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you need to you need to bully people because otherwise we, they don't know it. How about we reframe it from this, uh, you know, very dark word of bullying to holding people accountable when they're doing uh it's a different form of bullying <laughs> is holding people accountable bullying depends on how you determine bullying if i guess that's that's an interesting topic though because on one side you know i would think in my head if i were to like try and give a quick definition of bullying it would be you know hurting somebody's feelings for you know next to no reason just you're just hurting someone's feelings f- for nothing now when I would think of holding somebody accountable, I would think that that's, you know, trying to be honest with somebody you care about and trying to let them know something that might be a hard truth to hear or something that might be, you know, something that they don't necessarily want to openly admit, but you want to, you know, hold them accountable. I guess it's, you use the word in the definition doesn't really yeah. work, but like, you know what I mean? Um, now, when it comes to things like, you know, we're talking about fat people and body shaming. Where does that line come with the whole body positivity movement? Am I body shaming you for being fat? Like, on one side, is being overweight unhealthy? Of course it is. Nobody's that stupid to think that it's okay to just be overweight. Like, obviously, you're going to have health problems. It makes you, you know, susceptible to so many other risks, you know, all those other things that go into it. I don't think anyone's going to make the argument that being fat is healthy. So, on one side, you could say, by me telling you I'm concerned about your weight... How big do they have to be before that's okay to say where you're still holding them accountable? Like, hey, man, like, I, I care about you. Yeah. Versus, like, hey, man, you're a little overweight, and they're like, quit shaming me. There's definitely a snowflake and the, thing the, in there. The but... difference is how they perceive it. That It's all up to the person that's listening that decides if that's you holding them accountable or you bullying them. It's yeah. completely up to what the, how they take it. So that that's where... My problem is I'm not good at English, apparently, because I didn't think about holding accountable. So holding accountable and bullying... I didn't think about that until you said holding it. Holding somebody accountable and bullying are the exact same thing, except for one can be put... One is put on a, a bad pedestal, because if you bully too hard, you, you're most of the time when you're bullying, people think that you're doing it intentionally to hurt somebody. Not It's not always what that is. There is a vast majority of the time, and that's probably what the word is more, more so meant, is for when it's a negative, you're trying to hurt somebody, you're not actually friends with them. Holding somebody accountable is generally, you're doing that to your friend, you're doing that, but it's all up to the person listening to you if they decide that you were bullying them or if you were holding them accountable. So you're 
okay, so you're saying they're the same thing, but it's based off perception. But I would say it's safe to assume that you'd also acknowledge that somebody can say or do things in a certain way to per to push that perception in one direction or the other. Because I I could be holding you accountable, but using words like fat fuck and all these other ignorant things like cuss words, and that would probably be on the side of bullying, regardless. So but like so if I said fat fuck in a funnier way, is that not bullying anymore? Well, I don't know. I feel like if you start. No, that's what that, I guess. That's what I'm saying is if you start using those kinds of words, well, yeah. you're basically pushing their perception towards the side of bullying before they even get a chance to decide how they feel about what you yeah. said. Yeah, so when, when I said the fat fuck part earlier, yeah. that was the part that was the bad bullying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, exactly. I, that's not what, like yeah. you're, you're right. So there's definitely if I'm sitting there calling somebody a, <laughs> uh, like a fat cunt. That is not the right thing to say. That's clearly bullying. That's They're not the right thing to say. You're obviously going to make them perceive, like you said. Because yeah. no per- You're basically first... opening the door yeah. and telling them, this is what I mean. Yeah. Because if you're going to say that these two things are the same, they'll just come up to perception. Yeah, obviously using you know harsher words are going to make them think you're bullying before nicer words. They're going to be, oh, they're just trying to like let me know, hold me accountable, stuff yeah. like that. But if, if I went to a buddy and was like, yo, dude, like you... Like, have you been going to McDonald's? Like, because you, you're kind of, you're putting on some weight here. That's up to him to decide if I just made fun of him for being fat or if I was genuinely <laughs> asking him if he's getting bigger. Like, that, there's a completely, that's up to them to decide yeah, that. Definitely, okay. Yeah. Um, so, moral of the story is Kyle backtracks on his previous statement. That was, oh, moral uh, of the story is Kyle is a bully. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle is a bully. He's a bad man. He's not to be liked. <laughs> Basically. So that's the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move to clickbaity titles and We're, that's the title yeah. of this We're switching. <laughs> title of my sex tape. Nope. Title of my podcast. <laughs> Kyle is a bad man. And what was it? Kyle. And Kyle should not be liked. <laughs> Kyle's a bully and Kyle should not be liked. Kyle's a bully and should not be liked. I love it. Um, it's actually funny to talk about this. So I, uh, I got into a situation at work the other night where I ended up having to kick this guy out. And he's all pissed off and butthurt, and he's, like, this old guy, and, like, he comes at me now, and he tries to, you know, personally attack me. I mean, like, the best, like, an old person could really make fun of me. So, like, don't expect much, guys. But anyway, <laughs> so, he comes at me, and he's like, how could you do that to yourself? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> he's like, how could you let yourself go like that? And he's like, how old are you? And he's coming at me for being fat and being, like, you know, way younger than him, and I'm just like... I didn't say anything because I'm at work, but I, I was like, man, that's tough because I love verbal arguments, but I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, I've been called fat for a long time. It comes with the territory. It doesn't really affect me anymore, but I'm just like sitting there thinking, it's like, he's saying, how could you let yourself go? You're implying by saying that, that I was ever skinny and I'll have you know, man, I've always been fat. I didn't let myself go at all. I'm, I'm out here like that. Like, there was never a time where I was skinny and I just, like, let myself go. I've literally always been fat. So I'm just like, what do you mean? <laughs> this guy's out here. Yeah, I just so, thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so quick rewind. I'm very, very, like, I don't know. My brain doesn't work in a way that I can put two and two together sometimes. It kind of goes on tangents. None of this was directed at you being fat. I just realized that I used that <laughs> analogy and that, that always... I wasn't calling you fat. I wasn't saying that you need help. You you were a college athlete. You coach. I'm not talking about somebody you like you. Don't have to worry. I'm, I'm good, man. We're good. Uh, no, I'm just making sure other people know. I just realized it in my head. I'm like, wow, it seems like I'm bullying Dustin specifically. 
No, we're and playing it, Max. It's obviously Max yeah, is the fat no, one with his Max fucking, is disgusting. Have you seen his shape, handles? His, 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 his ab-shaped fat deposits on his stomach. Like, he's yeah. so beast. Did you notice he puts his jeans a little bit lower than <laughs> the right of the waist? Just because that little bit yeah. jumps up? <laughs> hey, Max, you're fat. Get he's over gonna it. He's going to do 30,000 push-ups today. This guy's, this guy is like... <laughs> This guy's gonna be choked. We're gonna have to tag Max and be like, "Yo, Max, we talked about you extensively today. Um, yeah. <laughs> we think you're fat and that you need to work out more." Yeah, I'm fat. Yours truly, you Dustin. <laughs> we are fat shaming you. <laughs> That's so jokes, but yeah, I think um, <laughs> I don't even remember where we were going before. I, I think know. I got I got like minorly triggered when you said that. I, I know like, That's, I don't think that makes I, sense. That was the part. I was rewinding it in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. He was kind of getting defensive on a couple things. I'm like, why was he caring? I'm like, oh yeah, he's fat. Fuck, <laughs> what am I doing? Okay. But like, I wasn't caring defensively because I was fat. I don't care about that. I was caring defensively because I harshly disagreed with yeah. what you just said. Because I know you're just kind of speaking generally and you were just like letting it go off the top of your head. But you definitely said something I did not agree yeah, with. Yeah, not to generalize, <laughs> but to supremely generalize. <laughs> I was like, I'm not just going to sit here and laugh or else everyone's going to think I think that and I do not agree. Uh, hey. Hate is going to hate. No, <laughs> not at all. It's a, it's a much... Much more interesting t- conversation we talk to people that are smart. So I, <laughs> I took what I've learned from podcasts and put it out in a dumber so, version. This is so. what I learned a podcast slash. This is what I remembered from that thing that one time I heard once ago. You know, a while yeah. back, like you know, for like five minutes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do have my grade twelve, and I, I did take half of it. While having cancer and not going to school. Oh, you're using, took, that, using that card again, I took huh? two PE uh-huh. classes and two spare classes he's in my grad year. He's pulling that card again, guys. Yeah. Guys, college cancer. Cancer made me dumb. Like, <laughs> it's not my fault. There should be some kind of health insurance for that. Like, they should make you take actual school. Not just be like, oh, you did pretty good in grade 11. Just take half days for the rest of the year. And they're like, oh, yeah, here's your GED. You can go to university if you want. Take a couple extra courses beforehand. Make sure you actually know things. <laughs> well, that was uh, quite the amusing debate, but I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Um, once again, thanks everybody for uh, checking out the podcast. We really appreciate all the views. Yeah, um, I doubt anybody made it to this point. Cause they're <laughs> like, yeah, this guy's an idiot. Bullying <laughs> fat people is right. This guy's an idiot. I'm over it. I turn it off. <laughs> They didn't get to see me make the revelations that you all made immediately. You all know this already, but I it took me about 30, 20 to 30 minutes to get it. If Kyle's saying that he had a revelation, I guess that means I win? I don't know. Anyways, no. uh, I'll let you guys decide. I revelated myself. <laughs> Have a good night. Peace. Out. <laughs>